I go back, I, I go back into outer space again, but, uh, uh, I haven't been in outer space for about a year. So <laughs> Hello and welcome to WNC Original Music, episode 120, The Great Assembly episode. Very happy this week to have veteran songwriter and singer and performer Stevie Tombstone. Stevie has played music all over the country, including Atlanta, Austin, and uh, finally settling down for now in Western North Carolina. In addition to his work with the Swampabilly band, The Tombstones, he's got five solo albums and a half dozen music videos. His debut release, 7.30 a.m., had performances from members of Wilco, Jason and the Scorchers, the Bad Livers, and the Georgia Satellites. And he shared bills with people like Leon Russell, Stray Cats, Greg Allman, Willie Nelson, the Dry Bride Truckers, and Johnny Bush, and the Ramones. He still performs often, sometimes 200 nights a year. You can find links to his music in the show notes, and you can find him at StevieTombstone.net. Here is Stevie Tombstone. Sit back home with the case of the 
signs Gates of Graceland I'll sing for a dollar or two Sit back home with the keys and the true door blues. Why you sit back home with the keys and the true door blues? Why you sit back home with the keys and the true door blues? Troubadour Blues. Um, that song I wrote for another band, uh, just for the sake. Sometimes, sometimes, uh, you know, if I can't write a song for myself, I'll pretend I'm writing it for somebody else. So uh, I had a buddy out in uh, in Austin when I was uh, living there that uh, that used to play with uh, Lloyd Maines and Natalie Maines and. Uh, he was their bass player for quite a while. All right. And uh, when they started the Dixie Chicks, they let they let they let him go. So he started a band called Dixie Witch. <laughs> uh, it was a southern rock band. So uh, so I wrote Troubadour Blues, uh, you know, for their band. Uh-huh. Uh, but it was about you know my lifestyle or whatever because you know being on the road for how you know, decades uh, and uh, you know there's always somebody else on the other end of the other end of the deal at home yeah. sometimes. So, <laughs> but no matter, you know, you, it's hard to get out of the life. So, uh, that's kind of, that was kind of my impetus for writing that song. I wanted to ask you about, uh, meeting Roy Acuff. I saw in your bio, uh, you met Roy Acuff, uh, said as a chance meeting. Oh yeah, man. Uh, my parents were, uh, big music fans, uh, and we went to Nashville a lot when I was a kid. So uh, I was, wow. I think we were at a, in a, we were at one of the museums, and I, I would be wrong if I told you the exact one, but it might have been the Country Music Hall of Fame Museum. And uh, Roy Acuff came up behind me. I guess he hung out there <laughs> to guard his fiddle. Right. So, <laughs> but uh, the great speckled bird, you know, and um wreck on the highway and all that stuff man was a big part of my youth so that was that was uh the first time i'd really connected you know what i heard on the airwaves or on a record and and then was sort of confronted with it in real life uh in the music world so that was that was uh that had an impact on me you know i think that the first time you meet somebody yeah that you've only seen through media or heard it's uh there's an adjustment there so that made a big impact on me it's like meeting abraham lincoln you know
right outside my window from the bar across the street spills in through a bullet hole lands here on my sheets sign above the nightstand says check out is at noon it's lonely here without you in this $40 room $40 room $40 room. Uh, I would say that I have lived in a hotel room or I would hotel is, is a gracious way to put it, but I, I lived in a motel probably more than I've lived under a, my own roof uh-huh. uh, or in a car. But uh, I was, uh, you know, traveling alone, middle of the night, always trying to save a couple of dollars. You're, uh, you're always ending up in a $40 room and and a few times I uh, I was out on tour and I I got you know I would connect up with some other acts that were doing a little better and um, at the end of the night they'd take care of the room but <laughs> at the end, no matter how big it was I still ended up in a forty dollar room that was kind of a joke to me uh, and and after a while man you start noticing hotel life motel life people that that live in in motels and they have a everybody's got a got a story going on you know, room to room. And, uh, yeah, uh, o- over time you start seeing the similarities. 
uh, and people's coming and going, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, it, uh, it seemed like something I wanted to kind of capture. Even the stories, the stories in the same room you're staying in, you know, the rooms around you, but also where you're staying of the people that were there right before you and will yeah, be right after you. I'm, I'm connecting. I'm, it starts with me and I, and then, you know, you're moving around the hotel a little bit and, and, or I'm thinking back at home. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's a whole different, uh, it's a whole different uh, lifestyle. It's kind of, I, I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, it's kind of like living in a spaceship, you know, <laughs> and then I come home and time has passed, but, uh, I go back, I, I go back into outer space again, yeah. but, uh, uh, I haven't been in outer space for about a year. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's um, it reminded me, it kind of reminded me of, um, like, it really sounded like a song you would hear on jukebox, like in a diner playing in the background. Yeah. Uh, on a jukebox. It was, uh, it wasn't really, uh, it's just supposed to be a, almost a mood piece, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, uh, I purposely didn't put a, like a chorus. I just created another section there instead, uh, to let the other lyrics sort of sink in, you know, and have some movement to it. So, uh, I appreciate that. No, no problem. Yeah. I wish it wasn't every jukebox in the background. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe someday as it gets more popular and then there are fewer jukeboxes, uh, it'll meet in the middle. It, uh, there, there's some commercial stations that have picked it up and I, and I'm, I'm grateful for it nonetheless. Uh, yeah. uh, and, uh, and I'm never surprised that, it, that, it, that what I do doesn't catch on on a massive level because I kind of, I kind of like being in the pocket where I am sometimes, yeah. you know, more from Stevie tombstone in just a few moments. I want to remind you to go to his website, stevie And we'll have links to that and all of his music in the, Show notes. When you do visit Stevie's website, you can find information about upcoming shows. You can find some videos he's done. They're really cool. His biography. He's got some merchandise there. Uh, and of course, uh, his music is there and uh, links to also his social media and just pretty much everything about him. I think his birth certificate, shopping list, uh, you'll, you'll see. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Just search WNC original music or go to wncoriginalmusic.com or you will find links in the bio. Also follow us on Facebook and Instagram, a couple other places, but mainly Instagram and Facebook. That is where it is happening. Hi, this is Rory Babin with Snacks at Midnight and you're listening to WNC Original Music. Take this pain in my heart that I hide Like a book you can't see what's inside It may take more than one or two tries Take this pain in my heart that I hide I have wandered this dark world alone Guided by Angels I've known It's a wonder They'll pick up the phone I have wandered This dark world alone Take this pain in my heart 
this pain in my heart that I hide Like a book you can't see what's inside It may take more than one or two tries Take this pain in my heart that I hide Take this pain Man, uh, that song is is literal. I uh, I was in a I was in a bicycle accident, <laughs> oh. and I was laid up really bad for for months. And uh, uh, and I really couldn't. I, I was I couldn't get comfortable. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, any while lying in bed for a couple of months. Uh, letting my body heal uh i i sort of had time to do uh a little song right your mind starts to wander after a while so uh you know i started out with the with the injury you know and then and then i tried to take it to a different place you know and use that for the for the jump off i was saying if i never gotten that bicycle wreck i never would have written the song but then i sort of tried to make it a little more towards uh like a redemption theme, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, the, the whole, uh, the whole, uh, you know, suffering and pain and redemption. And it just seemed like a good, uh, a good play on it. But, you know, had, had if I hadn't gotten that rack and laid there and done a little, uh, a little internal, uh, you know, vi- you know, reaching inside of myself or whatever yeah. to think introspection. about introspection. Uh, well, while you're laying here, yeah, interesting. But what what can I change, or what do I, you know, what's uh, what what kind of message can I throw out there? So, so that one just that's one of those songs I wrote in five minutes. I had that one idea, and then the whole song popped out. Some of them do that, and some of them don't. Right. right. <laughs> some of them I have to. Uh, they're really hard to get out of the hole. Yeah. But uh, uh, that particular one was like an automatic type. Uh, deal once i had that moment of realization you know can you tell me about i like this question because it rhymes can you tell me about your first show and your worst show oh man my first show i would say well i did talent shows when i was a kid oh yeah my first paid bar gig was a different story uh but my first show was probably at a high school or a county auditorium you know uh-huh. When I was maybe twelve or so, and uh, um, I would say uh, the other, the first show that I remember, like the first time I got paid in a club, I was in a rock and roll band in Atlanta. It was before I was in the Tombstones. I was, I was pretty much living in hotels, uh, living anywhere i was i was just i was playing music i was sleeping on stages sleeping in uh uh nightclubs and they closed i had a i had a uh a futon shop that would let me sleep in the window in the display window oh yeah you know <laughs> and i stayed there just so i could be near the club district yeah. <laughs> but the worst show i remember like the first time i got a paid gig man 
uh, our drummer, uh, we were playing at this club at, down in town Atlanta and our drummer, uh, he had way too much to drink and, 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 and he fell off the drum riser <laughs> and, uh, the guy that got me the gig was in the headline band. The singer comes out, he goes, Hey man, I can play drums. And I was like, Oh, great. What do you know? He goes, all I know is money. <laughs> so we played that song money uh for like an hour and a half <laughs> that's all he knew so that we just played that over an hour and a half I got paid and i was so amazed that i was a professional musician yeah, yeah. Uh, that was my first like paid gig were and worst gig probably oh, yeah, combined yeah. Take you 
man, that song uh, started out uh, to be like a message to some other folks that I knew that were uh, still stuck in their old ways. Everybody uh, should should do whatever they want to do. I, I, when I, I was a lot uh, wilder with the substance abuse when I was a young man. I'm, uh. I'm not a young man, nor am I wild about that anymore. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, that was just kind of a letter to to some younger folks, man. And and but but it wasn't, you know, it, it's a cautionary tale from a first person point of view. Maybe you know, kind of a a love letter or a or a note to to somebody that you know that's uh that hasn't figured out uh they're not getting the right results out of out of life anymore yeah and uh and also just looking back at like man i was a wild uh, wild creature when i was a young person and uh you know and i live to tell about it so yeah that's the other that's the other perspective on that tell me about you you played um i say i got a list here somewhere You've played or shared stages, shared bills. It's a long list here. I won't read them all. Well, maybe I will. Uh, Leon Russell, Greg Allman, Willie Nelson, Drive-By Truckers, uh, Ramones. Um, how do you um, how do you compare like the the feeling of uh, some of those bands and musicians um, like playing with them, opening for them? Well, it's different every time, and. And, uh, as far you mean comparing them, like as comparing the different artists or yeah, uh, or yeah. Just, it's just the uh, difference between opening for, uh, Willie Nelson and the Ramones, you know, there's gotta be some contrast there. And the, man, some, some you layers. know, there, there's a sharp con, there's a sharp contrast. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, when I, when I, I, I I'm a fan of both. Equally, uh, the Ramones management, I think when we opened for them, I, I couldn't do sound check because <laughs> they they didn't want us to disturb their digestion while they ate dinner. Oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> where, whereas, you know, Willie would have, Willie was like, come on the bus. You uh-huh. know what I mean? So, um, you, you know, uh, the Ramones were actually a little more uptight. Um, yeah. At the end of the night, that wasn't the case, but, <laughs> but, uh, just in comparison, you know, uh, it's, uh, everybody's different too. I mean, everybody's got their own cause when they're traveling, it's like they're moving home and you're, if you're the opener, you're, you're a guest in their home. So yeah. there's a different social situation and business situation going on. And I think the key is kind of, you know, kind of read the room and, and remember why you're there, but uh, uh, every time it's a it's a great experience, and unless they don't, they're uh, they're not down for what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, I've had I've had uh, I, I've opened for for folks that I had no business opening for, and, uh-huh. and then I've had some great nights too. So, have you ever? Um, and of course, you don't have to say who it was, but. Uh, have you ever opened for someone and you feel like, you know, I got a, I got a better reaction out of their crowd than, than they did. N- not nobody of any note, uh-huh. nobody of any note. I mean, I, I really thank you for the opener. I don't know, man. There's been, there's been a few times, but 
everybody's there's this arc, you know, and everybody's on these different at these different points and these arcs. Yeah. And just because maybe if you had a better performance than the headliner that night, you maybe you've only played two shows and they've been out for twenty. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or 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 maybe their their arc is down and your arc is up. But you gotta start once you keep that in mind and realize that you know that your job is to just warm the crowd up, you know, and it's not about you and yeah. your your uh, your grace to be there. Then then it's it's a little easier to go at it. But when we were young, yeah, everybody wanted to go for the go for the golden ring or try to get the best reaction. And uh, I uh, I don't know, man. I, I would have to say everybody I've opened. But I've had the pleasure of opening for man is his uh I, I've learned instead of instead of uh try to surpass and oh, yeah. uh, try to learn from him. Which is also my some advice I would give to younger younger folks. I didn't practice all that when I was when I was starting out. All right, I want to thank Stevie Tombstone for being on the show. Just had a great time talking to him. Uh this will be part one of two episodes. Uh, make sure to uh, subscribe so you don't miss the second episode. The second episode is uh, when he plays uh, or does a quiz to see if he wins a painting from Matt Walsh. So you would definitely want to hear that one. It's very dramatic. Make sure to visit Stevie's website. Uh, again, that's stevietombstone.net. Lots of really cool stuff there. And make sure to see Stevie live if you get the chance. Check his website to see when he's going to be playing near you. And one more time, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, WNC Original Music, wherever you get your podcasts. Providing the closing song for the podcast this week is Michael Paris. He is a singer-songwriter from Millboro, North Carolina, and he is the sole member of the Nine Finger Chicken String Band. He learned to play guitar while serving in the Peace Corps, and I think you're going to really like uh, his music. He sent me some really stripped-down, sparse-sounding songs, but it really lets his uh, songwriting show. Here's Michael Paris. Have a good week. Hear the mockingbird by the weeping willow tree. These are things that are pretty to me. Ain't like the crow wanting shiny things. I'm fine sitting here with my leaf. You are free as a bird sitting on a limb singing every single song that you heard free
Sitting on a limb Singing every single song That you heard Free As a bird Robin she woke first just to get the worm Dewdrops on the leaf of every weed Cardinal he's blood red Shakes his pointy head Looking for his love in the light of day You are free as a bird Sitting on a limb Singing every single song That you heard Free As a bird We'll all make room for you. We'll leave a scoop back.